The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. Charles, another special extra edition of The Chaser Report. We've been so busy recording interviews that we couldn't fit into the whole week. Yeah, well, I like to think this is not excess, but uh, a special sort of longer form Saturday so that you can you can go for mm. a walk, you can go for a jog, maybe just laze about at home. Who knows? Um, Who knows? Whatever you yeah. want to do. But Cameron Wilson is an amazing journo to follow on Twitter. I've been doing so for a few years and he always comes up with fascinating stuff. Um, he's particularly expert in the world of misinformation and some of the bizarre corners of the web that are going on, some of the QAnon type stuff, anti-vaxxers, all that gear. He writes for Crikey where he's got a column called Webcam. And we've got a long chat with him coming up. Yep. It's fascinating. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. We've been talking a lot about misinformation on the podcast recently, all the loopy conspiracy theories that some of our most senior politicians seem to be involved with. Cameron Wilson of Crikey covers all this stuff pretty much 24-7, on Twitter, he's a columnist for them as well. His column's called Webcam. And given that Twitter's just announced a plan to allow its users to flag misinformation, his account's going to be even busier than ever, I suspect. He joins <laughs> us now. Hey, Cam. Hey, how you going? Yeah, good. This is a, a big deal, isn't it? Is Twitter finally going to do the right thing and cut down on all the rubbish that's doing the rounds? Oh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always hesitant to give them too much credit for, for something they've They've, they've had on their hands for quite a while. But the scheme, I understand, is, is not that they're actually doing anything with these um, reports yet. They're saying people can flag tweets as misleading or misinformation. They're just, uh. at the moment, they are studying it in a month trial in Australia and a few other places. And from there, they'll kind of decide to see what they'll do next. Uh, so it, it's actually going to be nothing. It's going to be like <laughs> when you report a tweet at the moment. And then you never hear about it ever again. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, right, okay. Exactly. Oh, in, well, in a few days you'll get a notification saying, oh, we've yeah. looked at it and we found that it's actually fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we found that this racist brand that's a direct quote from Mein Kampf is completely fine and meets community standards. <laughs> well, it is technically true. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, it is, um, it's just a trial at the moment. And, you know, to give... Twitter credit. I think they probably out of all of the big social media platforms, tech platforms, you know, they have a bit more of an interesting and outside of the box approach. And Jack Dorsey, their, uh, you know, co-founder, and I think now again, CEO, he's always, um, he's always up for a kind of innovative or, or interesting solution to something. And so mm. I, look, I'm not going to say that we can't get anything interesting out of this. And, you know, there's plenty of stuff that you can find out just about by seeing how people are sharing misinformation you know, where it's, how it's spreading. Um, But I'm not exactly holding my breath that this will be the feature that once and for all solves misinformation on the internet. I love that he's getting the end users to do the work though, rather than (laughs) paying people. Can you give us a sense of the scale of the problem? I mean, there's a lot of examples, but for those who don't use social media, what are some of the 
most bizarre stuff you've seen trawling the the uh, social media feeds? Oh God, that's that's almost an impossible question to answer because we've set aside yeah, an hour. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, it, it really does range mm. from all things. From you know, there are the more garden variety, uh, you know, misinformation and conspiracy theories. I've spent a lot of time looking at anti anti vaxxers, at um, you know, even things like climate change denialism. Like that is, you know, uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there that mm. you might. Um, uh, you know, that might be acceptable in the pages of the Oz, but also, you know, when you look at it, you're actually like, no, this is bullshit. But you do get some kind of wacky stuff out there as well. Mm. Actually, speaking of anti-vaxxers, I did recently see something that at the moment they are, um, you know, they're, they're trying to paint themselves as these kind of, uh, you know, like freedom fighters and that they are soon to be, you know, discriminated against with things like uh, proposals for vaccine passports. And some of them are now even saying that in the future, uh, anti vaxxer sperm will be a highly uh, valuable uh, commodity <laughs> that people would tr- be trying to get their hands on and uh, that people should get in on the ground floor now. Are these optimistic incels, do you think? <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're in their incels. In fact, I, if I had to say, look, if I had to generalise broadly, I'd say the anti-vaxxer movement uh, probably has, you know, because of its uh, gender, it's got more of a gender balance than some other conspiracy theorists. Uh, and it, it sometimes, uh, I think it's got a, maybe a tinge that's a little bit more lovey-dovey. So I'm, I'm not sure that all anti-vaxxers are like uh, incels who, who can't find someone to hook up with. Uh, no, I just think it's because they think, you know, they're painting themselves as these kind of, uh, you know, there will be the survivors in the dystopia after vaccines turn us all into to mutants, and 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 that's why they're saying we'll be we'll be after their sperm. And, and we sort of laugh at this stuff, but it, it does have real world consequences, doesn't it? I mean, before he got banned on Facebook, I think Craig Kelly was the most influential Australian politician on Facebook. Oh, he was so present too. He spent he seemed to spend the entire day posting loopy <laughs> theories. Just the amount of time he must have spent on Facebook versus any other part of his paid job. Yeah, no, no, he, he was he was massive on there. Um, look, it's it's always kind of hard to say, but um, you know, there is a, there's obviously a lot of misinformation out there, and you know, when I think it really is problematic is when you've got people who are in these positions of power, like Craig Kelly, who are using the fact that they, you know, they have a title, they're a member of parliament, they've got the time to to post all this bullshit, and people, you know, it, it, I mean, it might sound kind of funny now when you think about it, but people look up to to people like Craig Kelly. And so mm. when they see him out there, you know, trying to say that he's fighting for the right to to not have a vaccine or to or to not have a, a segregation or a va- vaccine apartheid or something, that can, you know, it, it can lead people astray. And when, when I think about things like anti-vaxxers, I think, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are, you know, strongly, you know, pro-vax. There's a lot of people out there who are strongly anti-vax, but there's also a lot of people who are in the middle. And, you know, when they hear things about vaccines, like, you know, that, that, that they're new, which of course is going to make people a little bit worried. Even just the fact that you're getting a, you know, you're getting injected with something, a syringe, people don't like needles. Um, or, you know, when they're kind of in the middle, when you give them something that kind of gives them, I guess, a reason to kind of move closer to being, well, maybe I don't want to get the vaccine, that's when things can kind of have an influence. And so that's why it matters when someone like Craig Kelly is out there um, sharing this stuff. It's not because, you know, someone's going to read it and automatically become an anti-vaxxer, but it might just move them a little bit down that path to saying, well, I don't really want to get it um, for what is probably a really stupid reason. 
And and um, and so, therefore, does that mean that sort of pushing them off these major platforms and you know, because I think Craig Kelly has set up on Telegram, so has Pete Evans now. Like they, they you know, they use these sort of encrypted group chat services where their hardcore fans go. Um, are, are you arguing basically that, that that is a good outcome because even though they sort of live on on the fringes, um, they don't have the opportunity to then, you know, um, you know, get the casual uh, browser whipped up or or or. I mean, because you you're in a lot of these Telegram group chats, <laughs> yes, aren't you? Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. How, how do you even get into them? Like, how do you? It's it's really it's not that hard. And just to answer your first question about mm. is it good when you kick people off these major platforms? I think the answer is broadly yes, but it is a bit nuanced. Like you know, I was early on one of the people saying, "Hey, look, like Pete Evans is sharing you know QAnon stuff or whatever," and and this is bad because you know maybe people think he's just a celebrity chef, whatever. He has a massive audience, and yes. you know when you have access to people, even if you're only convincing a small part of them, you are kind of you have that chance to to change minds. Maybe they trust him for whatever reason and lead them down a path where they shouldn't be going. So the sooner you can kind of cut off their access to their audience when they are sharing stuff that is just bullshit, it, it's it's better. It does get a little bit more nuanced because um, there is a bit of research that suggests that, you know, when people get pushed to the fringes, they kind of, I guess, end up in a kind of like, you know, a morass of all these kind of conspiracy groups who kind of <laughs> cross-pollinate each other. They get the full strength uh, crazy juice, right? Exactly. You know, when, when Pete Evans gets shoved off to Telegram, you know, people who said, oh, you know, I really like Pete and, I, you know, I thought it was unfair they got kicked off Facebook – you know, they go to Telegram then and then maybe they get brought into some of the other groups as well. So I think it is, it's nuanced, but I mean, that's kind of like, well, that's actually a problem because often these platforms didn't take action earlier. And so, you know, if, if, if Facebook had, uh, maybe Pete Evans is, an, is a good example, but for any of the groups who are anti-vaxxer groups who kind of built an audience on Facebook and then get shunted off, well, it's not great that now people are going over to these platforms. But the problem in the first place was because places like Facebook, like YouTube, let them build in the first place. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I mean, it's not exactly hard to get into the Telegram groups. At one point, I joined the anti-lockdown protest Telegram group and then realised that I had my real name set up in my Telegram and had to quickly <laughs> quickly exit. But, I mean, how dangerous do you think this stuff is? Is it going to get to the point where it really, you know, threatens our democracy the way that, say, the March on Washington, D.C. in January caused real problems and led to people to die. Did you see this getting kind of genuinely real and impactful at some point? Yeah, it's it's always really tough to to answer that. I, I mean, look, yes, there is always a possibility and particularly with, um, you know, these groups, like, you know, like I'm in a lot of these Telegram groups uh, as well. And, and like you said, Dom, 
they're like they are very open to people because at the end of the day, they all want to be able to bring people like into the fold. They want to be able to convince people. So you know, most of the time they're they're open, they're welcoming people with open arms, trying to build their coalition. Uh, so it's it's often not quite hard to get into it. And you know, Telegram, all you got to do is just download the app, and then you can kind of if you get any link, you know, someone links you on on Twitter or Facebook, you go in there, and then you know, in all of these groups, they're constantly forwarding from other groups, so you can see like they all link together and it's easy to join them very quickly. And I think like, you know, knowing that these groups will, they can still have, you know, tens of thousands of people in Australia. That's that's kind of the sizes you see these conspiracy groups on Telegram in Australia. Oh, t- tens of thousands. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Like like there are, there are um, oh plenty, plenty of groups that have tens of thousands of people in them. And um, yeah, it, it, I mean, look, I always try and say, like, you know, these conspiracy theorists from, you know, maybe the soft anti-vaxxers to the full-on, like, you know, even, like, race war people who definitely exist, um, you know, they are a very, very small part of the population. So, so you know, don't freak out because we see in the news that these people exist and we do see a bit of coverage of them. But just because they are a small proportion of the population doesn't mean that there's quite a lot of them across Australia, especially when they're kind of like centralising groups. And all it takes is, you know, someone in those groups who takes it a little bit further. And I think like, you know, a lot of people in these groups are kind of like, you, you, you'd say like LARPing, like they're pretending, they talk a big game, even in the in the ones that are quite mm. like violent and racist and awful. But it, it does only take one person who doesn't realise that the rest of them are just talking a big game to actually do something. And so that's kind of why it's worth being always aware of that. How many people do you think mm. in these groups are just massive smart asses and have just joined in and started sarcastic cats? <laughs> I mean, I had a a pro-Trump Twitter account that got suspended a couple of times. And I really enjoyed uh, just writing things. Every tweet was just self-evidently ridiculous and illogical and people just engaged with it. I mean, I like to think that the actual people who believe this stuff is smaller than the whole. Oh, yeah. Is there any possibility? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's definitely some people who are just, uh, like, they're just shit posting in there. That's for sure. Right. I saw one today. I'm signing up. I'm going in (laughs) and want to see what it's about or sabotage it or or see if they can even roll people up for sure. But I mean, look, I I always try and be empathetic about these people as well, which is, you know, over the last, what, 18, 19 months since the pandemic started, a lot of people have been cut off from their family and friends. They've lost their their jobs or part of their income um, and, and just lost on a lot of enjoyable reasons to live, essentially. Mm. And, you know, it, it only takes a small portion of them to kind of turn to something like this. And they're vulnerable to this because any kind of conspiracy theory ultimately kind of relies on this idea that I'm going to tell you the truth. And it's often that there's someone yes. evil who's acting in a way that is making your life harder. I'm making this very complex event, you know, a pandemic that's constantly evolving, we don't understand the science, I'm making it into something very simple. It's the government that's doing this or whatever. That's how, like, you know, a lot of people can get sucked into this. And I think that's kind of also why we just, you know, while most of them won't actually end up doing anything, like they're not going to take any real world action, we should also be thinking, well, it's probably not great that increasing numbers of people are being drawn into these causes that are saying that the problems are, you know, simple and and they're misleading people, ultimately. They're they're getting them to be Mm. angry upset about things that aren't real, that's ultimately only going to make them more disengaged and, and angry, uh, I think, in the long run. Do you think it would be viable, yeah. Cam, for us to start our own Telegram server and uh, right-wing conspiracy theory movement as a means of funding the chaser? 
Oh, absolutely. There is a lot of money in that if you want to. <laughs> and uh, look, I've, I've often thought about that. I was like, do you know, I really missed the boat uh, on, on my media career. I, I should have kind of tacked hard to the right, maybe, mm. really, you know, dabbling yes. in kind of conspiracy, you know, just always walking the line a little bit, not ever, you know, explicitly saying it, but, you know, giving people enough bait so that they know because you can get so much money out of that. You can sell merch. You can, uh, you know, crowdfund for legal challenges which never actually work. You can do anything. Oh, yeah. And they've always Have a got Sky money show. There. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. And then eventually you kind of get brought onto Sky and uh, I think that uh, that makes you kind of News Corp royalty. So is there any one conspiracy theory that you actually go, oh, actually maybe that it bunny is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. I, I, I think, you know. Cause, yeah. cause can I yeah, nominate yeah, my one? Uh, yeah, I would love to hear it. Uh, well, I, I don't actually don't think it's true, but I did go down a rabbit hole the other night, and it's it, I can understand why people get into it. Is the Wuhan lab? I knew you were going to say that conspiracy. one. <laughs> it is fascinating, and the more you go down, and you go into these chat rooms, right, and then and suddenly people start you know supplying all these details about satellite images show a car p- was parked here and and then they become they become really elaborate and you just go this is sort of like a spy drama it's like reading a good novel where you're just piecing it all together mm. and except that we all die in the know, end rather than getting saved yeah other than that yeah <laughs> and and because you know what the whole lab leak thing is is that it was america who did it fauci it was america <laughs> Yes, that's right. You gave it to the Chinese. Charles, you've been red pilled. Charles, Charles' (laughs) audio is just given out. I think the CIA (laughs) cut off his his uh, his line. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I look. I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, there's, there is one conspiracy theory that I believe in, which is the Blue Mountains Panther. Uh, But on, on what Charles (gasps) said. Uh, I, I mean, like, I know you, like, you're joking around, but, you know, what you kind of said is the fact that it's like a novel, that it, 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 that it yes. helps explain the world, I think is really important to these conspiracy theories because what, it, what they do is they, they, one, like I said before, kind of, you know, they, they give a simple narrative to what's actually happening so you can understand it because the world and all this stuff is, like, complicated and changing. And the second thing is conspiracy theories make you feel important because you are the one who's figured it out. You can see the truth. Mm. And, you know, in many of them, you can be the one who saves the world if you do the right thing, if you, you know, uh, cite the right part of the Magna Carta or or whatever. I love that. Yeah, Yeah, you turn up the the sovereign citizens and you say, the Magna Carta says, you've got to let me walk through this barrier between the two states. And the cops go, no. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, and like, for those reasons, like, that's why people go to these things. And, And I think- like we should all understand that that that's something that we can definitely sympathise with. I'm not saying that people, you know, it's it's defensible to be you know full on QAnon, but I think you can be like, why? Well, I, I understand how you get into that. They're not just evil people. They're just um they're just being misled. I've been vaccinated against conspiracy theories, Cam, um, in a completely 100 percent effective way. Oh yeah, I follow Mark Latham on Twitter, and whenever he says uh, anything, I just don't believe it. It's really <laughs> it's really effective. That's so. I recommend it. <laughs> I'll have to follow him. Cam, it's been fascinating. I look forward to reporting all of your tweets as misinformation, particularly the one you posted a few days ago of Scott Morrison as a lady with long hair. <laughs> uh, if you don't follow Cam, go and follow at Cameron Wilson on Twitter. It's a fascinating ride. Thank you for talking us through this terrifying new world in such a sensible and, and sympathetic way. <laughs> Thanks, guys. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There you go, our second extra episode for the past two days with Cameron Wilson of Crikey. Don't forget to follow him at Cameron Wilson on Twitter. And we're back with a regular episode first thing on Monday. See ya.